0: Welcome, everyone, to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host, Dave Bell. 428-9494 is the phone number. 928-428-9494. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Think the phones are working. Well, Valley's been doing upgrades. And when they've been doing upgrades, it's affected our phone service because we are an internet-based phone service.
1: Yes, that explains so much. Yeah. So
0: um, I think they're working, and I'm glad that they're doing the upgrades. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, you know it's better for all of us. Mm-hmm. It just would be nice to you know not yeah. have it affected, <laughs> but but that's okay. You know, it it our internet's been pretty good here. I mean, even yeah. through the upgrades, okay. it really has been in the mornings when we're on the air ah. mm-hmm. that nobody can call in, and it's yeah. like well. Yeah, it's a call-in show, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll live through it. <laughs> that voice you hear, Sarah Sales with the Gila Watership Partnership. Uh, GWP joins me the first Wednesday of every month. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, it is It is cool. Yes. Is that good for GWP? Because I know for... Uh, sure, sure. I mean... Um- it's not good or
1: bad. We we have finished our fall plant sale. Um there's still an opportunity for people who missed it to make an appointment and come do a little shopping. But for the most part, the plants had already started kind of looking fall like. Okay. <laughs> so they're getting ready to go to bed. Um the cool temperatures aren't really going to impact us a whole lot.
0: Okay. So. I as I'm I'm not an agri guy yeah. at all. Yeah. Um my my lawns were cement,
1: mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, and my mm-hmm. trees
0: were very tall buildings. <laughs> yes. um, I say that, but every street in Chicago uh, is tree lined. Oh yes, yeah. So, um, but the reality is, I don't I don't sure. know a lot about it. And I learned since moving here, rain is wonderful in the spring and mm-hmm, summer, mm-hmm. not so great in the fall for yeah. cotton farmers. Yeah, yeah. Which I wasn't aware mm-hmm, of because mm-hmm. there's a cutoff point for water. Yes to maximize your your cotton output. Right, right. Um, So I wasn't sure if cold is in that world too.
1: Um, I think cold is in the world for some things. So I grew up on an alfalfa and horse farm. And um, of course in the Rio Grande Valley, which is a very similar or was very similar climate-wise to the Gila Valley. And we could get in a year when it warmed up early and stayed warm late, we could get as many as seven cuttings of alfalfa and they probably can do the same here. Now, that was unusual. Usually it was five to six. But the cold weather in the fall determined whether or not you were going to get that final like extra sixth or seventh cutting. And so, you know, in cases like that, yeah, um, I think it impacts farmers who put in winter um, like have a, have a, a warm crop. weather and a cold weather crop. Um, how, how early or late that starts can have some impact on that. But as far as restoration, we do have an event coming up where people can come out and help us plant in uh, next weekend. And we'll talk about that. But this is a great time to get those like um, starting to go dormant plants into the ground. And in fact, in the desert, it is better. And we said this to you, I think, in September. It's better to plant in the fall. Than in the spring, because most of the plants that we have here are native plants or perennials.
0: Um, you're right. You sent me the notice of what's going to be coming mm-hmm, up. We'll mm-hmm. get to that in a second. But there was one thing I saw that came across my uh, news feed. Um, so the BLM, this this is kind of your old, almost your old stomping grounds. Uh-huh. The BLM is doing a public comment period on the Gila Lower Box Canyon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Recreation Area Management Plan. Now, that's New Mexico. Mm-hmm. um which isn't us and it's not really it's it's not like just across the border. Right, right. It, it's up a little bit. But anything with the Gila mm-hmm. affects us. Absolutely. So have, have you had a chance to see anything of what they're doing and what are the to use a bad term from the eighties, the trickle mm-hmm. down effects yeah. um, that we could see here. Now this is a recreation plan. Sure, sure. But, but anything that impacts the river mm-hmm. impacts mm-hmm. Duncan, Safford. You bet. And the, uh, the tribe. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know specifically what that comment period is for, but I will tell you that we have been working with several organizations in both Arizona and New Mexico on a cross boundary um, collaborative plan. We're going to try to get some funding to do, to have like three years worth of planning time to, come up with sort of a, a list of projects and sort of a vision for the Gila we'd love for agencies like the BLM, the Forest Service, anybody who, you know, is on or adjacent to the river and the watershed to be a part of it and it is for this, you know, this upper Gila portion, so everything from the headwaters to the dam um, we've invited San Carlos to participate, we've invited, you know people from this entire region to participate and so I, I do think that Um, I think that the, well, here's the thing. If we're all just doing our own thing, maybe there's a trickle down effect and maybe there's not, maybe we're all just spinning our wheels. But if we can all come together and make some decisions on sort of overall vision, then I think every project does have the ability to have a very positive trickle down effect. And in this case, we're talking about literally water trickling down the river, Um, And so that's what we're kind of hoping for is something that will you know, instead of having, oh, here's a project here and here's a project here. How do all of our projects link up and what else can we do to make sure that all of the people doing restoration and recreation work? And I mean, it's all connected are talking to each other. That's our biggest
0: goal. A few years ago, I was keeping half an eye on uh, talk of damming the Gila Mm -hmm. in New Mexico. New Mexico, yep. Uh, And and just basically watching both sides kind of parry and thrust, you you know. Um, And and I'm curious Mm -hmm. where that is at, because I really haven't seen much on it over the last couple of years since the pandemic. Really,
1: So it's kind of a funny story. I was living in Silver City in sort of the height of that fight. I was the interim ag agent in the extension service up there in Grant County, New Mexico. And I joined the fight on the no damming side of it because I was looking at how little benefit it was going to create for farmers and how great a detriment it was going to be to the river. And then I went and got a Ph.D. in water management. And my advisor was the guy who wrote the economic. um, uh, What do they call it? The impact impact study for in favor of the dam. And so he and I sort of butted heads on the dam a little bit. Before your dissertation
0: was approved, so well,
1: but my dissertation wasn't actually on that. Thankfully, (laughs) I talked, I did something else, but we just when we talked about the Gila, we always had that kind of conversation. And um, before I graduated, it actually went to court, it went to the New Mexico Supreme Court, and they determined that there was not enough benefit to outweigh. The damage that it would do to the environment and ecosystem and that type of thing. So as far as I know, it's, it's a it, non-starter. Okay. It and is not going to
0: happen. Yeah. It just, it felt like right at the pandemic, I just stopped hearing yep. about it. Yep. And and I don't really follow a ton of New mm-hmm, Mexico news mm-hmm. um, because it's rare that it impacts us. Yeah. So, yeah. and and look, I'm in local news. You know, sure. If I was working for sure. the like state agency <laughs> right, right. You know, or the AP. I'd probably yeah. pay more attention. Yeah. Um, So I was just curious. But you know,
1: that would have had an impact on the river here in the Gila Valley if that had gone through and been allowed because the Gila is, I have been saying ephemeral. That's not right. It's intermittent, which means it has water some of the time. It can have water all of the time or most of the time, but there are times when it is probably likely to not have water based on climate, based on, you know, snowpack, all that stuff. Um, it, It... a, a river like that just really can't support being diverted at that level. So,
0: there's there's a river on the western side of the state called uh, the Bill Williams, mm-hmm. and there's a wildlife refuge that's attached mm-hmm. to it. And it's a river that's literally underground oh, I think 9 wow. months out of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's only during the rainy season on uh-huh. the west, uh-huh. which is like two days, <laughs> right. um, where it where it comes up just enough that to you see can surface see it. Water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but otherwise, it it's a river that you will never see. Interesting. Uh-huh. Until it connects to the Colorado, sure. It's, sure. Uh-huh. Um, when when it's actually at at the diversion point, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you see the river, and then it just dives right mm-hmm. underground. So I understand what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, any loss of flow even to a river that doesn't necessarily flow, Mm -hmm. that we Mm -hmm. see the flow, Mm -hmm. is going to really impact. Absolutely. Um, I would assume the, what is it, groundwater under the influence Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. a river. Mm -hmm. If I remember my ADWR terminology, yeah, yeah, any groundwater that's within, Mm -hmm. what is it, five miles, I think, of a river is considered under influence, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, so yeah, I was just curious. Yeah. I, like I say, I don't follow a ton of New Mexico news, <laughs> yeah. um, but this was one. And and being recreation, it feels like something that Graham and Greenlee should be paying attention to. This is agreed. Near, agreed. I think mm-hmm. the meeting is going to be near Lordsburg. Oh okay. So not horribly yeah. far, mm-hmm. but not 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 verdant, You know, right sure. across the border sure. from Duncan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so but it's it just feels like something that yeah we'd want to pay attention to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, that so. sounds interesting. If it works with my schedule, I might actually just yeah. go.
0: November 9th. Okay. I want to say here, let me I'll forward you the email. I might
1: be able to swing that. We'll see. Uh, yeah, forward that see. to me. That would be great.
0: Yeah, public engagement will be held in person November 9th, 5:30 to 7:30 p.m. at the Hidalgo County Commission Chambers okay. in Lordsburg mm-hmm. and they'll All present right. more information and Cool. Um, yeah. There there's a link to all the documents and stuff. So Good good. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious. I'm yeah. I'm also curious to see what people are doing on the river. And, you bet. You bet. Cuz I'm not above stealing a good idea. <laughs> Same you know new mexico can do that and arizona Uh can do uh that and there's nothing against either one yeah absolutely so yeah just curious um there is something coming up with gwp
1: there is um we are going to do we're calling it uh restoration service days it's going to be november 10th and 11th that's next friday and saturday um and we didn't originally like set out to put that on um, Veterans Day, but we feel like it's a good time to do it because often people are looking for a service opportunity on Veterans Day or the Veterans Day holiday. And this, I feel like, is going to kind of remind people of sort of the early conservation crew days, like the FDR era conservation crew. We're going to take people out and uh, throw out seed, plant plants in a couple of spots. It's native habitat restoration. It's going to just be in the mornings. Um, so you want to bundle up and come out. We'll have um, shovels and picks and all of the plants. And i um, going to be going out um, around Fort Thomas to a couple of our sites out there to, to get some plants in the ground.
0: I like that it's two days because yeah. um, there there are folks that are going to want to take part in mm-hmm. the... Veterans Day activities. We got you a parade. Bet. We got the, um, I don't know what you would call it, ceremony, presentation? Right, right. At, at the courthouse at 11. Mm-hmm. Um, then usually the American legions, mm-hmm. both here and Solomon, usually do kind of a lunch mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. everybody. So I, I'm assuming veterans especially will want to take part in that and their families Mm -hmm. and and that's Mm -hmm. understandable by having it on the 10th Mm -hmm. you can do both right right and and if you're if you don't have a veterans in your family Mm -hmm. and you didn't plan on attending this Mm -hmm. the ceremonies you can go do this right so right works perfectly yeah yeah so very cool um how are I guess I have to ask how are you on AmeriCorps volunteers? Do you have any right now? We have three. That's what I thought. So this <laughs> we is do. a good chance. The, the reason I bring that mm-hmm. up is this is a good chance for them to kind of take a be a team leader. Yes. In yes. this instance, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. guessing
1: one for sure, definitely. So one of our AmeriCorps members is um, now also so he's working half time AmeriCorps and half time for GWP. He is in the field almost every day, and so he definitely will be one of our uh, team leaders. The other two, this is going to be their first opportunity to go out into the field. One is mostly assigned to the nursery, and the other one is mostly assigned to me doing social media and oh, admin work. Admin, and then also a little bit of nursery work and. Um, uh, they all had a booth at the um, Harvest Fest on the 21st and are doing like educational things. Most of them were involved in Biodiversity Week with FMI last week. And so we've had several things like that going on. Um, the one who's helping me is a high school student. So she only has about 10 hours a week. And mm-hmm. so it's a little harder to get her out in the field when she's got to be in class all day long. Right. But, um, but yeah, AmeriCorps will definitely, uh, our three members will definitely get to take a role in it for sure.
0: I, I love it when the public gets a chance to interact with these young people because you these are great. I say kids, but some of them are in their yeah. 20s. Heck, I think mm-hmm. we've had some mm-hmm. in their 30s.
1: And there's no age limit. This is yeah. what I love about AmeriCorps. There is no age limit like the Peace Corps. And so we have had AmeriCorps members in their 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, not this year. I think our oldest one, I'm not going to guess her age, but I'd say maybe late 20s, um, uh, mid-20s. Early to mid 20s, and then this teenager, and they're all getting such great educational opportunities, work experience, um, you know, whatever AmeriCorps offers, we're working really hard to provide that for them this year.
0: Can I get political for just a moment? Sure. Um, I am a fan of no cost education. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, now, obviously, with public schools, K 12, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I absolutely want Mm -hmm. my tax dollars going there. Me too. I love that. Uh, By the way, I did confirm, we are uh, in the process of developing a Catholic elementary school. Oh, interesting. The St. Rose. Okay. I talked to the the priest, and we're going to get together, get more details Mm -hmm. on what they're doing. Cool. And I love parochial schools. Mm -hmm. I just don't want tax dollars going to them. Right. But I want them there. Yeah. Great educations. Um, I I would love to see us emulate the uh the finish well I was gonna say <laughs> <Norway>? Western European <laughs> yeah. model yeah of uh if you if you want to go to college mm-hmm. or trade school mm-hmm. I don't care which mm-hmm. um this the state yeah pays for it. Yeah. Um uh, now I understand the argument that a lot of people have. Well one that's expensive. mm mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. really need to be that yeah. expensive, but it it's expensive. And two I don't want to pay for somebody who's going to, look, let's be honest, like me, who went to college and screwed around. (laughs) Uh, I want somebody who's going to go to college and and actually use Mm -hmm. it, like you, Mm -hmm. somebody works at it. I think our compromise, rather than just the state paying for it, which means Mm -hmm. all of us Mm -hmm. through our tax dollars, is you get a year of college for every year of volunteerism. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And... Look, it could be the military. Mm-hmm. You can sign up for whatever sure. branch you want. And if you do four years, you get four years of college. If you do six, you get six, mm-hmm. et cetera. And let's face it, most of the militaries will put you through right. school, right. but they will put you through specific school. Sure. You know, you're going to be an engineer most of mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the idea of AmeriCorps being right there with it, yeah. or the Peace Corps, which, yeah. you know, either one. And now we've got service within the uh, country, mm-hmm. And the kids are benefiting from it. And they're not going to school so early mm -hmm. that they are screwing around.
1: Well, and that is the thing that is great about AmeriCorps is there is an educational award. And it's not enough. And it should be, I think it should be more. Um, So 10 years ago, it was probably enough to pay for the state land grant school or perhaps the other state university in most states. Okay, maybe not Cornell, but, but. um I have opinions about that. <laughs> but about Purdue, Cornell, school, yeah. those are land grant universities. They should be cheap. Yeah. But um I, I don't think they make quite enough now. But um the the other thing that's so cool about AmeriCorps is there are so many ways to serve. So you can do it like our volunteers are doing it. Um, They get paid a stipend, so they're not just volunteering. It helps to, you know, pay their bills. Right, they have to, yeah, they
0: have to be housed, Mm -hmm. they have to be Mm -hmm. fed. I mean, you know, and
1: they're local. They get to stay local. But then there are also like the the conservation crews, and there are the VISTA members that get to go and do things in different places. And there's all kinds of things that AmeriCorps does. So like we see this little like narrow view of here are our three people. They all live in the region. They come to our office, but there are a lot of different ways that AmeriCorps lets young people serve the country basically without being in the military. And I really love that.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm agree. And you get to experience different places, different people, Different uh, vocations mm-hmm. um, as somebody who doesn't know AG mm-hmm. I think I would like to spend a year mm-hmm. you know at 18 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and learn this is not for me right right you know yeah and and it will shape how you view education going mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. and and maybe you are somebody who loves to sling a hammer. Great. Now let's get you into an educational program that helps develop that skill set. Mm-hmm. But you've got background now. Right. I I just, I really like that idea. And I'll Mm -hmm. be honest, not my idea. It was my wife's. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because I just said free. Just just give college free. (laughs) Because I want an educated workforce. Yeah. Which is great for everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And most importantly, an educated voting block. Right. Right. Um, Education.
1: Education is important. (laughs) It's really important.
0: (laughs) Um, But... You know, she's like, we just can't afford, even though every other industrialized nation does it, Mm -hmm. somehow we can't afford it. Richest country in the world. We can't afford it. Okay. We can. Yeah, we could. We just have to. We just
1: have to have our priorities Thank in you. a different in a different alignment. It's
0: the same thing with a nationalized health service.
1: Yes. Yes. We have the money for it. We're just putting it somewhere that it's really not needed. Yeah.
0: 23 industrialized nations have a mm-hmm. nationalized mm-hmm. health service. Mm-hmm. No, excuse me. 22 of the top 23 mm-hmm. industrialized nations. The only one that doesn't is us. Yep. It can be done.
1: It can be done. Yes. It,
0: you know. And
1: it cannot possibly be worse than what we have. Correct. What we have is such a mess. And people are like, oh, well, you have a choice. Um, All of my friends who live in all of the places that have socialized medicine have a choice. Wait less time. Aren't going bankrupt over. Yeah, let's not go. there. (laughs) I'm so over those arguments. I've got a friend traveling
0: Europe right now. She's semi-retired. She hasn't retired. She just... Mm -hmm, mm Stop doing what she was doing. Yeah. <laughs> she was a, she was a book editor, and uh, I'm assuming she's now researching a book because nice. she's traveling Europe. Uh-huh. And I uh, had a slight injury mm. and and went you know mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. emergency service, and it wasn't significant. And she's like, "Okay, what do I owe?" And they're like, "You're good," <laughs> but I don't live here. No, right, no right. it's okay. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Everybody gets right. treatment, right? And she was it, yeah walked away so happy yeah. Um, yeah, we could do it. We could do it. But uh, but on the education standpoint, that's why I bring it up, because mm-hmm. of AmeriCorps. And you're right, they do get scholarship money. But it's our colleges, our universities and colleges, look, and not EA. is the most mm-hmm. affordable in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they've they've gotten to the point of you really can't afford to go yeah. unless you don't need to to go Mm -hmm, it's almost mm -hmm, one of those mm -hmm. we want we want those middle class and 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 those dancing on the line of poverty Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to go to college so that they could better themselves and they can't afford to right right so yeah and and look if you don't maintain the grades you get kicked out there Mm -hmm, you go mm -hmm. what's the worst thing that happened you volunteered for four years you screwed around in college and you don't get the four-year benefit right we still benefited from four years of volunteerism. Right, right. You yeah. know, I. So give me more, <laughs> give me more Americorps and and the Army and the Marines. and sure. You know, sure. I, I'm not saying don't do that. Well, let me
1: say, and it, it may be too late. They may already have voted. But we had a major letter writing campaign a couple weeks ago because they were voting on Americorps and they were going to cut the funding in half. So, talk to your local, not local but, you know, Siskamani, Cinema and Kelly um they need to be supporting it. And I'll tell you I was a little surprised. The only one who who came back to me in a supportive frame of mind was Siskamani. I thought this was the kind of thing that Cinema and Kelly would be all over, but they both were sort of hedging on it. So,
0: Siskamani's done done a ton for our mm-hmm, area mm-hmm. as a freshman nine yeah. months 10 yeah. months into the job yeah. so uh, i got no complaints with yep. him um i don't think the house has taken up any votes since the whole Boy, speaker yeah. debacle yeah so i don't know where they're at in i don't terms really of either the Mm-mm. agenda no i don't either uh four two gonna take a quick break when we come back more with sarah sales with gwp right after this Welcome back to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Deep Ram Studios. 4289-494 is the phone number. I'm Dave Bell. Sarah Sales with GWP is here. During the break, we had a caller call in. He's driving, so, you know, he called when he called and said uh, he believes that education should be uh, sales tax funded, not property tax funded. He believes sales tax is a f- more fair, equitable way. If you buy, you pay. Therefore, um, that's fairer. Everybody buys something, was his argument. And property tax, and I don't totally disagree with him on this, property tax does mean you never mm-hmm. own your home. Mm-hmm. You just don't. I think sometimes they'll waive, they'll say uh, somebody is exempt from property tax if they reach a certain age. Oh, uh uh-huh. Like I've heard some communities <clears throat> or counties say, you know, if you're 90 plus, mm-hmm. you don't have to pay property tax anymore. Um, but But generally... You could lose your property if sure. you don't pay your property tax. Sure. So, you don't really own it over. Yeah. It. Yeah. And and I don't disagree with them on that. I do disagree with them on the sales tax versus property tax mm-hmm. um because property tax it's it's what Democrats are fighting for right now versus Republicans which is the uh, I can't think of the word where taxes graduated based on income.
1: Or- Right like they, the they marginal f- tax rate or yeah something mm-hmm, like that. yeah, mm-hmm.
0: um, for income tax. right, right. Well, a property tax is kind of the same mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. Even though the property tax is a flat rate for everybody, mm-hmm. the more your home is valued, the more you pay, right, which does help those earning less mm-hmm, or living mm-hmm. in a lesser valued home. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I think the people that and so I grew up, of course, on a farm and I think the people in agriculture feel like it unfairly targets people in agriculture because they're not farmers aren't uber rich.
0: No, they're not.
1: (laughs) And yet they have property and their property and especially if they have water rights and especially if they have like my parents do adjudicated water rights. Their property is worth more, and then the taxes go up. And so I can see from that perspective, but I mean, you know, keeping in mind that property tax funded education came from the days when only property owners could vote, (laughs) and we're in a whole different world now. There's, you know, can we find a middle ground there where it's a more equitable way of? I think we could. I think
0: Mm -hmm. we can. I'm still a proponent of the flat tax. Mm-hmm. of a I nationwide too. flat yep. tax yep. i i really like that idea um that way we're all paying a fair amount but that means you have to cut a ton of exemptions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because it doesn't do you any good to have a flat tax and still have right. tons of loopholes right right um which is why the ultra wealthy don't want it and it's mm-hmm. why the very those not earning a ton mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. um and I get that. We just yeah. have to find, like you say, that middle ground. Yeah, yeah. I can I can picture farmers just uh, really being upset at the idea of well, you know, I have to rotate my land mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. keep it healthy. Mm-hmm. So there will be acres that you are bet. unused for a year or two mm-hmm. to let the soil, mm-hmm. you know, regenerate. But I'm still taxed on it. Right. Right. And and I get it. You know, yeah. I I I understand his argument, and mm-hmm. I like I said, I don't totally disagree. Right. I, right. I, I like it as a starting point of a mm-hmm. discussion. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely, <laughs> uh, we really went off field.
1: <laughs> we always do, Dave. Yeah. We always have too much fun. <laughs> but
0: but AmeriCorps just thrills me, yeah. and the fact that we as a community have embraced AmeriCorps because it's not just you; it's United mm-hmm. Way, mm-hmm. our neighbors' farm and pantry, right? Um, the
1: extension s- office gets them. Yeah. And, mm-hmm.
0: We see a lot of agencies that are that are embracing the idea of these younger mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Coming in, volunteering, learning, and helping. Yeah, and and we're in turn helping them
1: mm-hmm.
0: with their career path, with education, et cetera. You bet. I I love it. I'd love to see more out there. Yeah. I, I think SICUS could probably use. Oh yeah, uh, AmeriCorps mm-hmm. volunteers, mm-hmm. Um, because I know some of those people are going to go into medicine or go mm-hmm. into social work, and there are seniors who have specific needs. Sure. Sure. So it's it's not just the land.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yep.
0: So uh, thank you to GWP for kind of, I want to say GWP kind of started that with AmeriCorps, getting them in. I want to say oh, Brandow yeah. uh, when he was oh, on yeah. the, mm-hmm. Bill's still on the board, right? He's an emer- emeritus member of oh, the okay. board. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to say Bill's the one who kind of. Well, that he makes was sense. With the He was extension an extension agent. agent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's the one who really pushed to get AmeriCorps That's volunteers great. into this area. Yeah. So yeah,
1: I'm glad he did.
0: Yeah. It's it's a huge benefit to all mm-hmm. of us.
1: And, and to the kids.
0: Yeah. Kids. Like you said, they, they could be 30, 40, 50.
1: <laughs> You're going to still call them kids. They're still yep. <laughs> kids. They're younger than me. Um, oh.
0: All right. Uh, once again, when is the next GWP event?
1: next Friday and Saturday. Um, you can go on our website gwpaz.org and find out all about it. It's in our uh, upcoming events page, and um, I will be sure to send you some stuff to put on the website, Gila Valley website. And
0: you, you uh, did, I oh I, I did already. Okay, yes, you sent me the email. I okay, was looking good. at it while you were talking. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually figured I was going to put it up yesterday, and I went no, Sarah's in on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, I will get. I will make sure that that gets put Great.
1: up. Great, and we'd love for. Anyone and everyone to come out and help us plant.
0: Outstanding. Sarah Sales with GWP, Gila Watershed Partnership. Thank you so much for Thanks being Thanks for here. having me. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I am out of here for right now, but I will be back tomorrow. Until then, you guys have a great day.